Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm up here on Ben Butler. I've got my coffee, done my walk. I'm looking out over Bondi the Bay and there's a huge pot of dolphins. What a magnificent sight this is. And they're flipping out of the air and flying and there's a bunch of swimmers have swum right into it. And they're like frozen stiff, of course, because it's quite intimidating to be surrounded by these amazing animals. <laughs> the swimmers, it's hilarious to watch. The dolphins are jumping all around them within meters of the swimmers. What an extraordinary experience that is for the swimming people. They are right smack in the middle of the dolphins, almost touching them. What incredible thing. What a gift. <laughs> I promised to talk about uh, today, I talk about personal development. And unfortunately, during the recording of that podcast, I pushed the wrong button during the recording while I was drinking my coffee and uh, evaporated 40 minutes. <laughs> so I can't remember what I did and what I didn't say and how I did and didn't say it because oh, it's all stream of consciousness. So I'm probably, you're going to luck out and I'm probably going to do a distilled version of what would have taken 40 minutes. We rise to the level of our own incompetence. That's one of the most important things you're going to hear for 2023. Everybody will become incompetent. And when we gravitate to a life that does not have incompetence in it, we gravitate towards substitutes. We start to substitute ways of feeling valued um, uh, for actual growth. The four substitutes, as we've said, are the stomach, the mind, which is greed, sex, which is validation, sexuality is validation, and spirituality, which is isolation. Just to be sure about these things, you're going to grow into the level of your own incompetence. And there are four words that need to shift in order to become competent once we've grown to the level of our own incompetence and to, to, to grow. And this topic is just 100% called identity, our, our identity. Our identity is built out of four things. Firstly, it's built out of our beliefs. What do we believe? How do we, how do we think the world functions and where do we get to believe that? Now, Many people are highly religious. They don't change their beliefs from day one to, to day 100 and they die with the same beliefs. Therefore, they, they, they come to an early death, usually not 100, because wherever the world challenges their beliefs, they believe their beliefs are right and the world got it wrong, and that's called stress. So belief, the evolution of beliefs and the letting go of um, thought processes and, and expectations that were built in, um, in, in, in you know, 200 years BC and we inherited them from a church or a family or a belief system. Letting go of that, that's called an identity crisis. That's the first one. The second uh, is expectation. Expectations of life 
Oh, the dolphins are getting so close. They're flapping on the water. The expectations come from storytelling. The storytelling is uh, how we interpret what's gone on in our past. That's our expectations come from. So how, if we've been sick or we've lost a part, friend or we've gone through a divorce or something's broken in our life, we interpret that as we have a big why did it happen to me, what caused it, how am I a victim, what did I do to overcome it, how can I not do it again, all this stuff. And while those stories stay fixed or stay therapized or while those stories stay uh, strong enough, we remain stuck because the beliefs that cause them stay stuck. So if we can't question our belief systems, we can't question our stories. Our stories cause the third one, which is our predictions. When we believe something happened to us because our partner was a cheat or because we were lazy or we, were, we, we got a cancer because we were bad luck, when we believe these uh, stories, they are the 100% predictor of the future. And so our predictions of life become quite um, stuck, quite callous. And even if we write a vision statement, we'll write it so we stay comfortable and we make sure that we don't confront any of those predictions, any of those expectations, any of those beliefs. And the last one is our, our belief in our worthiness. In other words, when we are entitled to bigger and better things, to be entitled for bigger and better things than we've currently got, we need to believe that if someone paid us a billion dollars for our job, we would certainly all take it. But the question would be, are we actually earning it? Are we worthy of it? Are we entitled to it? I'm going to start this conversation with a really interesting thing, and that is a subject called the deep dive. I had a client call me up the other day and say, look, it's the new year, I'm not feeling motivated, not feeling incentivized, I'm not feeling totally on the money at the start of the year, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. And I said, well, let's just talk about that. Is there anything going wrong with the business early in the year? He goes, no, nothing's going wrong. I said, so are you feeling like you're not needed? at work. He, he owns the business. Are you feeling like you're not needed at work? He goes, yeah, I'm not needed. I said, well, welcome to an identity crisis because building a great business is building a business that doesn't need you. You rise to the level of your own incompetence. And because it's the new year, because the year has just started, it's really uh, common for a person to come back to work and suddenly realize they're not as important as they were before they went on holidays or before they went away because the business has actually gone on and kept on going without their constant worry or constant dread or constant involvement. Now, this, this launches people typically into what I call the deep dive. And that is, they go to work and everything's going okay, but their identity is attached to the business and to their value to the business, and they start disrupting stuff that isn't broken. Now, 
that's easy to witness at work, but what's horrible to witness for me is when I witness parents who have kids over the age of 10 doing deep dives into the kid's life because the parent suddenly doesn't feel value, valuable in the world without being a parent to that kid. They start prying into their internet. They start justifying uh, micromanaging their children, not because it's good for the children, although that's the rationalization of it. They do it absolutely 100% so they still feel valued as a parent. And this is where incompetence as a human being and human growth collide. To, be, to get through our, we rise to the level of our own incompetence and therefore we must continue to look outward. We must realize that everything we've worked hard on, we have to let go. And we need to go to somewhere where we won't feel comfortable. Our nervous system will be challenged. Our mental acuity will be challenged. Our, our time off will be challenged. Our uh, sense of value to family will be challenged because suddenly the, the family will grow up and go, we don't need you anymore. Uh, we want you there, but we don't need you anymore because we are over the age of 10. The business will grow up and it will say one day, well, thanks for leading us. You've made a great business. Congratulations. You're not needed anymore. We want you there. We want you to leave, but we don't need you anymore. And suddenly when we're not needed, we feel unvalued. And then typically what people do is do what's called the deep dive. They start fixing things that aren't broken, justifying it over and over again with different rationalizations. Oh, if I improve the, the uh, accounting systems, the business will function. All they're doing is doing a deep dive to avoid the feeling that they do not have the same value that they had before to the thing that they've built. And it requires a, a process called letting go. Letting it go. Now, you, that doesn't mean walking away from a 10-year-old kid and saying, I, 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 I'm going to let you go. What it means is you morph from adding value to that thing to recognizing that the thing has its own value and respecting that and not meddling with it just to try and iterate and improve it because it's got its own journey and the business will grow itself. And all you need to do is keep people on target. It's a very easy job. It goes from a 10 hour day working on your business to a two hours a day um, keeping it going. It's like a good ship or a good yacht. When you get it into, you get the sails up and you finally get the, the, the wind in the right direction and you've set your course, it becomes really easy to, 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 to steer a boat, steer a yacht. I've steered hundreds of them. However, when it comes to a, do an about turn or attack or a, or there's another boat on the horizon, or you're not going in the right direction, it becomes just a little more complicated. And so you're needed for an hour a day, maybe, in the kid's life or in the business life, instead of doing deep dives and completely trying to get extract or suck value out of being a parent. You have to recognize that your role in the world as a parent is transforming 
So growth, personal growth, you rise to the level of your own incompetence. If when you get that feeling of being incompetent, you attach yourself to someone, something, and you start deep diving in it, you start using the four substitutes for growth that we've talked about them, the, the um, uh, stomach, which is alcohol and food, you start using the mind, which is greed, hanging on to things, deep diving into things, gripping onto things, being in possession of things, and or you start using your uh, sexuality, which is a funny word, but what it means is looking for other people to validate you, and finally, uh, spirituality, which is some form of righteousness. I'm more right than the world is. I'm, I, I, I'm in isolation, and that is a withdrawal process, which is called sea change or green change, where we withdraw from the reality of life and try to, let's say, stay uh, away from anything that confronts our belief pattern. By the way, the dolphins are now 50 meters from me. They are leaping out of the air. They are complete, the whole bodies of these dolphins are out of the water. There's at least 50 of them that I can see scattered across Ben Buckler of the cliff face here. They're coming past. There are a bunch of divers out there snorkeling and I hope for their sake the dolphins don't come close because that really is a nerve-wracking experience. But the dolphins are leaping out of the water. It is absolutely spectacular. This is a real live nature show. How beautiful and I'm, it's a pity. I've tried for photographing this stuff before but it doesn't work. So the four substitutes push us forward. When I built my first business, the business grew. I thought I was growing. Before the business started, I was, we had a house, we had an income, we had a family, we'd go to the beach every weekend, I was surf life-saving, I was rowing uh, on the river, I had friends, I had barbecues in beautiful places. I lived in paradise. My wife and I were happy. Uh, babies, house. Uh, we built our own house by, by our own hands. We had everything. And then I bought a business. And I started to lose all the things that I had before I bought the business. So I, what, in, in essence, you can say is I rose to the level of my own incompetence. Suddenly I was in an environment where I was in an environment where my old mechanisms of handling life were no longer valid. I couldn't take weekends off. I couldn't be a surf lifesaver anymore. I couldn't go rowing. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. All the things that helped me make life pleasant just were not available anymore. I was traveling overseas a lot. I was away from my babies. I was doing things, but it was, it, it, but my incompetence at doing the new thing kept me wanting to do it by using the old mechanisms. And so to, because of that, I used substitutes to bridge the gap. The substitutes were, I drank a little bit more, I ate a little bit more, I, uh, attached myself very much to my family and to my business. I became 
welded to the things that I did and became very uh, greedy and grumpy if anything went wrong. I was became extremely flirtatious and uh, crossed that line a few too many times. And of course, in all of this, started seeking some level of meditation and TM to give me. So I used all the substitute techniques to grow me, to cope with the growth, the evolution of my life and the, and the fact that I'd risen to the level of my own incompetence. This is uh, so common. And one day, when you use substitutes, it all crashes because substitutes are exactly that. They're not real. They're substitutes. The stomach substitute, the alcohol substitute, the greed substitute, hanging on to things, hanging on to our identity, all keeps us in those four things stuck. Remember the four things? Our beliefs, which lead to the way we tell our stories, which leads to uh, our, our, our predictions, which leads to our entitlement. While those four things stay stuck, we have to use substitutes to c continually reinvent ourselves in a way that creates a sense of value to the world of who we are. But we haven't really changed anything. We've just substituted stuff. And it's the same when we do deep dive into the kids. What we do is, it's the, it's the second substitute, greed, hanging on. And it's a substitute because eventually the kids, the more we hang on to them, the more they're gonna wrench themselves away. And the more they'll get sick, the more they'll misbehave, the more they'll know they're not trusted, the more they'll see their parents are deep diving into them, the more they'll say, I'm not being loved here, I'm being challenged, questioned, not trusted. Because the parent hasn't got personal growth going on. So when we change our beliefs, we change, therefore, if the beliefs change, the stories we tell about the past change. When we change the stories about the past, our predictions of the future change. And when we change our predictions of the future, our entitlement absolutely grows. And with all that, we evolve to the next level. Now, I'm not a fan of psychology. I understand what psychology has done. It's taken what nature and human nature does automatically and tried to script it for people who are in pain. And I understand that. But if you're not in pain, Using psychology as a form of personal growth is ridiculous because all psychology does is reinforce your existing beliefs so that you anchor your existing stories, your expectation, so that you, your predictions of the future stay pretty much either fake or the same and therefore your entitlement doesn't change an inch. So I think what within the wealth, what we're striving to do is say, okay, I understand people are in pain. If I'm not in pain, I don't need psychology. What I need is to live as nature intended. I am part of nature. I am the environment I create. I am an evolving, growing tree. The trees in the forest have one simple objective. If you listen, if you understand, if you watch, if you observe, if you go into nature, you will see all the universal laws at play and you will understand how to live. And that's what I've translated for you. Firstly, if you go into a forest, look at a tree. 
Why is the tree there? Who cares? Why is the tree growing? Well, it's preset. It's growing towards the sun. Every tree in the forest is growing towards the sun. Every single tree. Every branch, every leaf has one single objective, the sun. And what is the sun in human language? It's love, light. So every single movement you make in your life, whether it's going to the toilet, whether it's eating breakfast, whether it's doing work, whether it's bringing up children or letting them go or building a business and letting go, every single thing you do in your life is taking you to that one golden objective, love. And when love is missing, love for work, love for self, love for life, love for letting go, when the beliefs that you have and therefore the stories that you have and therefore the predictions that you have and therefore the anticipations or expectations that you have, your entitlement is not love. You're off track. And so many people have done the deep dive in order to avoid this. They've buried themselves into the lives of their children and they keep disrupting businesses that don't need to be disrupted just because they can't grow. They're stuck in their beliefs and they refuse to shift. And that's hard because sometimes it's your partner. Sometimes it's your parents. Sometimes it's your best friend who gets stuck in their beliefs and say, I wanna change everything in the world except my beliefs. And therefore, I don't want to change any of the stories that I tell about my history because they are built on my beliefs. Therefore, my predictions of what is going to happen in my life and the lives of those around me is not going to shift, etc. One thing we have to be careful of is enabling these things. We don't have to disable them. But when a person gets stuck in their beliefs and keeps telling the same stories about the past and keeps using substitutes to move on into the future, what we have to be really mindful of is not to buy into it, A, so we don't follow that path ourselves and we do rise to the level of our own incompetence and face that music, and B, we don't encourage them. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.